Good morning. Well, okay, it might be a little closer to noon when I publish this today, but I have to tell y'all about this book that rocked my world this weekend. I just can't stop listening to it. Well, I'm an avid audiobook listener. I really like processing things audibly. But anyway, so I have to tell y'all about it because it made me reconsider a lot of the ways that I've been handling my life. And that might sound kind of scary, but to me, it's really freeing because I have to be honest with y'all. I started these Daily Dose podcasts out of one of many changes that I really have felt called to make after just getting to this point where, you know, like just life in general, but self-employment definitely does have its ups and downs. And sometimes there is a lot of stress to it that I just feel so like, dependent on the Lord and growing up with two self-employed parents like I really really saw that they have such um, a learned ethic of like really really knowing that your provision comes from the Lord because you could be doing everything advisable and working your tail off and still like the harvest belongs to God and there are just these ups and down seasons. So I'll be honest, like the last couple of months has been really tough, but I felt like God was putting me through a refining season because the um, like six to eight months before that were honestly just so easy and awesome. And I thought like, I, I honestly think that I got really prideful seeing my faithfulness as something that like, well, first, how faithful am I really? I don't know. I'm still like a, uh, I've just had a lot of things come to my attention that I need to, that I want to refine. Um, and you know, the heart is fickle, man. I just went to materialism. I went to putting my hope in things like my business, um, my income, my wonderful relationships, um, my, rental house because the house I bought I turned into a rental property kind of through unexpected events I still expected to be living there but anyway maybe I'll mention more about that another time uh, if that's helpful and the spiritual lessons I've learned from it but anyway when life gets hard it's just a gift to have to go to the Lord and say like I'll do anything. What do you want to refine in me? And at first I really resented that and it's been very painful. But anyway, I think the whole point I'm trying to make is that I've really been reconsidering a lot of areas in life and just like, how surrendered am I really? (laughs) How much of my vision or my name am I trying to control and like, just live for myself. And that has been incredibly humbling, but also so good because like that wasn't working for me for long anyway. It never does. It really never does. So I have all these issues with my house come up this weekend and I have like this absolute monster Airbnb guest that's like really just putting me through the ringer and not being kind at all, even though I'm like actually doing backflips. Um, and I'm just like, wow, that really showed me how much possessions have control of me. And of course, like, it's kind of understandable to be like, oh, she going to leave me this terrible review and like tank my business. I need that to cover the mortgage. 
but things like that are always allowed to happen and like life really is fragile i think that's what this season has taught me is like i thought i was so secure but honestly you could go out there and find stories with people you know or out there on the internet that like kind of get pressed down because we like to just bolster the stories of like making your own destiny and making yourself strong and securing everything so that you're um really just uh, hedged against any risk that could come your way but that's just not realistic honestly to some extent life will always be fragile and when this has really come up it showed me that I actually don't want to live a life where I am like my my faith, my emotions, my internal well-being is beholden to things and circumstances. So blah, 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 that book I really would love for y'all to um, just turn your attention to is aptly called Money, Possessions, and Eternity by Randy Alcorn. And I've wanted to listen to some of his books for a while. I've heard that his one on heaven is like extremely profound and influenced a lot of other um, well-known Christian authors to also write their thoughts on like what the Bible actually says about heaven, which is some pretty interesting stuff uh, contrasted to our folklore and the random kind of vague ways we talk about it. But anyway, so Money, Possessions, and Eternity has been rocking my world. Like it is not one of those books that... You know how people say like, oh, this is one that I would read every year. I'm kind of thinking this is a <laughs> every quarter or maybe just like kind of every once in a while continue to just tap play on my audio, uh, audio audible account and uh, have it in a rotation when I'm maybe just tempted to go listen to more like business building podcasts or whatever. I, it has been so impactful to me and um, aside from just generally turning your attention to that book and saying, I, I really don't want you to miss God in your life and in your possessions and finances like I have. I really don't want you to miss him (laughs) like I have. And um, you have such an opportunity to be free and see God at work in ways that are, give you way more payback in seeing his like awe-inspiring majesty than what like a shopping trip can ever give you ever, ever, ever. (laughs) And, um, our belongings really do have a weight on us. Like I've seen studies, um, like when I read, uh, Marie Kondo's book, the life-changing magic of tidying up, that was really interesting to learn that, um, her clients, when they clear out their houses and get rid of most of their belongings, they actually always, she's worked with thousands of people have one of three responses. They lose a bunch of weight, which is the most preferable response. Or they have massive diarrhea and acne, literally, because (laughs) that's so gross, but like their body literally goes through a detox because it is lightened and it continues to do the work of lightening the load that was literally on your conscience when you were holding all those things in your possession. And so anyway... Um, one story that I wanted to share from the book that was just so impactful to me and a question I wanted to pose to y'all, though this book has posed so many other questions to me that are really, really worth reading. But one that stuck out that I wanted to share this morning was um, asking about like, what kind of reward 
Or what kind of timing turnaround are you expecting on your reward from God or reward on anything? Like, are you slipping into really wanting like, hey, I did X, Y, Z. I'm angry that my result hasn't come yet. And a really confronting thing about this book is that um, for the Christian, a lot of your rewards, you know, you might see glimpses of heaven on earth. Jesus even said, um, pray, let it be on heaven. Uh, sorry, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. But those will be glimpses, glimpses. Meanwhile, our hearts are constantly, unceasingly going to yearn beyond those moments to have a never-ending reality where we are in heaven with God, experiencing perfect peace, uh, harmony, abundance, all of these things. And so I think I was really, really, um, I was feeling like this would be so valuable to bring up because I have to be honest, in my work as a career coach, uh, I it is complicated for me because I do have um, an expectation with clients that in the few months that we're working together, we actually are working together so that uh, with the expectation that they would achieve a certain ideal result within a certain time frame. That's how business is done. It's kind of complicated to try to run it any other way. However, this is complicated because I am a follower of Christ who is also working with followers of Christ who are claiming to want to receive God's true word and calling over their life and go out and set forth on that mission. The thing is, you could set forth on that mission any day. However, if you are experiencing certain uh, or if you're expecting certain um, payoffs within a certain time, it gets tricky to uh, or it gets easy to miss God and pick back up your self-reliance and not lean on his understanding and his timing. Uh, let me be clear, the way that I've structured my coaching practice, I would just like to mention, is one that um, I support people through a transformation. And I have had clients that God, they were very, very diligent, followed the steps one, let me say, it's easy for most people to not follow the steps because a lot of us don't actually want to work hard. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, but for the people who, you know, follow the steps and are prayerful, diligent, faithful, I've still had clients that they'll, uh, like I got a text from one of my clients from last year, Valerie, she was like, I, I was reconnecting with her, seeing how she's doing. And she was just like, I am so excited to tell you that like everything's falling into place now. I cannot believe this job opportunity that I'm in the final stages for and they're writing the offer for. This is, I feel so within God's will and like this is what he wanted. And I see the purpose in that whole journey now. But we worked together a year ago and she was experiencing like, unexplainable blocks. We tackled everything we possibly could. We threw every piece of our effort, our prayers, our action, our um, working through internal blocks at it that we possibly could. And the result just didn't come yet. 
God had a different purpose in mind. It turns out that she was um, really anointed and needed for a very tumultuous time that ended up happening at her existing company. And she was such a faithful person that was like kind of only the like redeemable part of that company that probably kept it going. And she was needed. And she ended up being God's hands and feet in an extremely uh, tenuous situation. And so God just didn't have it yet to where he did purpose for her to start laying down the foundation and plotting out her next steps. She did very much feel called to do that, and she was very faithful to follow through with it. But she, um, it turns out in God's timing, was not going to have that exact result of a new job in hand before a year was up. And so this is reminding me of, well, I'm kind of just thinking like, how do I handle that with clients? I've started um, doing more alumni support. So I stay in touch and have like monthly sessions with um, clients like for a full 18 months after we, um, the beginning of our work together for the full program clients. Uh, And just like really make sure that they're fully supported in not only their job offer in obtaining that for a new position that they feel called to, but also that they're making a successful and faithful start there and proving to be a valuable contributor with a great attitude, blah, 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 God's hands and feet. So um, this is bringing me to the story that I wanted to mention from the book. And it is that there was... (laughs) I love all these like farmer parables. Here we go. This is a great one. So there was two farmers. One was a Christian. One was a like very vehement atheist. And the atheist was mocking the Christian and said, let like, why don't you pray to your God? And um, like, we will both make sure that we're fighting fair here and do all the same normal actions to plant and produce a crop. But let's see whose harvest turns out better. I bet your God will not help you. And you're such a fool for believing that. And I think that's really interesting because that has actually happened to me in real life. (laughs) But, you know, um, because when you're outward about your faith, you know, sometimes these things happen. But um, that's okay. That is okay. And so anyway, um, what ended up happening was the atheist crop ended up prospering more and the Christian farmer kind of by the world standards looked pretty bad, but he said, friend, you forget this one thing. My God does not settle his accounts at the end of harvest season in October. He, he doesn't settle his accounts in October, which is a man-made time frame that we selected because also this isn't about a worldly harvest or physical harvest. It's about an eternal one. Do you, I really want to ask, do you actually believe the Bible when Jesus said, even someone who gives a glass of water to someone for the sake of the gospel will not fail to receive 100 times his reward in heaven? And there also are passages that um, in the gospel accounts where he says, uh, anyone who leaves uh, father, mother, brother, fields, uh, possessions, anything for the sake of the gospel will not fail to receive their reward in heaven um, and as well as in this present age. 
But what are we expecting that to look like? God definitely has at times when I have had, um, like parts of my testimony as well as many others, validly have experienced like a monetary comeback for faithful actions where we trusted God. But that's not all the time. And that's also not why I follow God. And I wonder like how you resonate with that and what you think. And for any time that you're feeling challenged or like the harvest isn't coming in within your time frame, I wonder how powerful it will be for you to remember that God is not, he doesn't do his accounting and settle his accounts in October. That's not when he does payroll. He guaranteed, guaranteed will do it when you meet him face to face. And you will not fail to receive your reward. But also do not miss any opportunity. I really, really want you to read this book. Please email me, side note, when I hope you buy it. And if you're on the journey to reading it or binging, listening to it with me, I would just love to know. My email is kelsey at kelseykemp.com. And I would really just love to hear that. Um, But anyway, so there's a lot of passages or um, parts of this book that have just been really revealing to uh, kind of testing my heart and showing me what uh, I want, what God wants to bring up for refinement. And, um, And one of those is I really am looking for God to provide for very specific bills, like the quarterly taxes that I have to pay as a self-employed person, um, my mortgage and blah, 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 all these things that really do literally weigh on me. But I'm also exploring like, I don't think God actually wants those to weigh on me. I need to be a success. Uh, I would love to be a successful steward, but a faithful steward, <laughs> wow, Freudian slip, is what I'm called to be. And God is allowed to have my life look like whatever it's going to look like in whatever timing he wants. But make no mistake, I am called to lay up my treasures in heaven. And beyond what's happening and what I'm doing in life, who am I becoming? Am I becoming more and more a person who is walking with God, reaching toward him? Or moment by moment, am I clicking on songs that like turn my mind away from him am i doing things spending on things believing in things that just like put up a cloud of distraction and temptations and idols that before i know it i'm going to be in trouble not because he's punishing me but because I realize that I can't put my hope in anything except Christ. He wants me to have an incredibly full, hopeful, joyful life that is marked by peace and goodness. And that's really not going to happen all the way or as much as it could until I address that like, death has no sting, um, bad Airbnb reviews, have no sting when I'm like exploring just accepting God's promise that he makes it to where we could rely on him and know him so well and experience his presence so much that I really can say that with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength that like, yeah, death wears your sting, rejection wears your sting, um, 
hard days, whereas you're staying because my hope is not in you. But I also don't want to be a, a monk that retreats from the earth um, instead of interacting with God's creation and God's people and providing value to others um, like materially and serving them in the marketplace. I don't want to retreat and just go into like ivory tower land. I'm meant to be in the world, but not of it. And so I'm really, this book is helping me explore how can I be a marketplace person and not give into asceticism, which says that things are bad. They are neither evil nor good. They're neutral. (laughs) And how can I make it to where they don't have power over me? So I wonder if you're asking yourself the same questions. And if so, like, I, again, just really want to uh, turn you your attention to that book, Money, Possessions, and Eternity by Randy Alcorn. I'll link it in the description so that you could go check that out. It really has um, provided such a good framework in biblical understandings for how to think through these things. And it's been a really exciting time of talking with my loved ones about how we want to work through this together. And I already feel more free, more joyful, and just excited that I get to have a hope that is like 100% guaranteed stable no matter what is going on in life. And so even if my bank account has gone like down in this time, um, like my reward with God just in the present day of like how I feel in my relationship with him and the fact that I don't have to rely on myself for everything and my future is secure in him no matter how it looks like on earth that's just already such a reward and I'm so grateful you know check back with me tomorrow but I mean today I'm feeling grateful (laughs) and um I hope you are too Anyway, I hope that this was valuable to you. Thanks for following along with some of my humble musings that I'm just trying to offer up um, as helpful because I really have felt like God um, has been impressing upon me of just like um, sharing more from the heart, sharing more from the heart to hope that it connects more with your heart and I don't become a podcast that only focuses on things like the six ways to like hack getting a major like a 30k salary increase or whatever that's fine I actually God has equipped me with the competencies to be able to understand exactly how that goes down but we could do all those things and yet I would never want us to miss God as the true reward and the uh, captain of our ship that brings in the result when it's supposed to happen how it's supposed to happen otherwise if you want you could have it your way I just personally have not been very rewarded by that. So if you're feeling the same, then let's commune on this. Feel free to email me, like I said, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.